comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Doing our podcasting duty. <laughs> duty. Welcome to episode 506 of Half Hour Wasted. Hey, Brad, you sound a little hot to me. Okay. I sound good on the recording. Okay, good. I mean, you know, let's just make a blanket statement. I always sound hot. There's something about my voice. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is pretty good. It's got the right frequencies, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was trying to figure out that was an objective or a subjective uh, declaration there. Yeah, well, the recording sounds good, and that's all that matters. Good. That's fantastic. Um. By the time this episode airs, the Mandalorian will have started back up again. And as you, the two of you can see, I'm wearing my Baby Yoda child t-shirt in celebration and anticipation of the Mandalorian season two. The greatest, the greatest bit of toy marketing of our generation. Yep. Every single week we watch that show and went, oh my God, that's the cutest thing ever. That's exactly what they're trying to do to us. And it's working. He's really cute. And, Frank uh, is frozen, yeah, and I just got a text from him that says, keep going. So that's what yeah, we do. Yeah, that's, uh, that's okay. He will that's join Frank. us momentarily. Yeah. Um, yes. I would make a joke about commitment if I had uh, been on uh, episodes uh, 503 and 504. Uh, you know what? It's internet man that's it's, unre- it's unreliable unreliable oh no i'm with you i don't want to get into shop talk because it's sunday uh but uh for you know since covid uh we have uh done a lot of our webcasting um uh via zoom links uh we actually use google meet or whatever um and uh yeah it's really interesting to see the talent you know who does these shows um not complain, but ask, is that the best signal you guys can get? It's like, yeah, you're coming in over the internet. You're not in our studio, you know, ripping, uh, ripping through content at 30 frames a second. You know, you're on the internet. You know, what, what do you expect? Yeah. Welcome so, back, Frank. Thank you, sir. Oh my God. Frank's back. Frank's back. Everybody. <laughs> Frank's back. Um, I recently, okay. I had back problems. I'm feeling a lot better as of this recording. I've been on this nerve pain blocker pill that I take three times a day. It's called gabapentin. It works wonders. Yeah. It feels like nothing is wrong with me whatsoever. And wow. Yeah, I'm back at work functioning. Have you but like- I'm being very careful. I'm asking for help okay. in lifting, and, and I'm using my legs a lot. So for like three weeks, I didn't do any squatting motions to squat down and lift with my legs and pick up you know <laughs> heavy boxes or screens or whatever. And okay. a few days ago when I went back to work, I did that, and last night, 
not last night. The night that I, I like the next morning, and that I could hardly stand up out of bed because my thighs Ooh. were so. You could tell I hadn't <laughs> done any, you know, physical labor. And I was like, I felt like I just climbed a mountain. It was crazy, but but I'm functioning and I'm great. And as of this recording, I'm still going to have steroid injections um, in less than a week from now. So hopefully, everything's going to be good. And do you We're, think you're going to have any type of surgery or anything like that, or remains to be seen? The, well, the doctor said uh, he didn't think surgery was necessary based on what he had seen in the MRI and Good. what I had told him I was experiencing and feeling. And um, I think he's, he even said it sounds like your body's healing itself a bit. So um, hopefully the steroid injections will just yeah. help me uh, – not have to be on the nerve pain blocker anymore as well so um i can just live my life and be very careful i think i may give up going to the batting cages uh which is very sad but i don't want to do anything to aggravate it and you can see on my mri the the vertebrae in my back the normal healthy vertebrae had kind of have a white color and when you get down to okay. the two that I've had problems with for a long, they're black. And he said, those vertebrae now, oh. can, they're spongy. And he showed me with this little model of vertebrae. He said, Whoa. he said if they can be, they could literally can be like um, compressed a little bit. They're spongy. And th he says, think of it as a really, like a really tough piece of bread that if you squeeze hard enough, it will shrink and kind of, you know, Whoa. a little bit. That's what the two vertebrae uh, are doing and. So I have to be careful, which, you know, it's really sad. I want, I like going to the batting cages. That's how I get out a lot of anger and frustration and just kind of <laughs> seriously. I mean, you know, last time <laughs> you I punched, like envision my face on a bog. Of, Frank. No, it's not oh, you, but Bill. there's, there's a few faces I see on those, on those <laughs> softballs that they lob at me. You know, it's better than punching a wall. Last time I punched a wall, I broke my, uh, my little finger, um, uh, the part, uh, that goes, uh, I think it was the part, you know, from my wrist to my first knuckle. I think I broke that uh -huh. part of the, the little finger. So now I go to the batting cages and that's how I Good. get it. Right. Yeah. But I may have to stop doing that. So maybe I'll just, uh, he hasn't told me to stop, but you know, yeah. I, I, I don't want to aggravate it. I think I may just scream into a pillow from now on. Or, you, or oh, you, I mean, Brad, you, could, uh, you know, make some chicken and just get some chicken breasts and just beat the heck out of it with a meat tenderizer. Yeah. Uh, then I'll make, after that, I'll make some chicken marsala out of the flat chicken Yeah. Rice. Yeah. Um, you could uh, also start strangling hobos. Mm, that's that's the last resort. <laughs> that's the last you know, resort. Uh, ho I mean, if you're hobos, looking to really hobos ramp Hobos play a very important role in our ecosystem. They though. do. We have that's, to, that's we have to respect their... Uh, uh, that's good. Well, well, that's that's why we you got to get the older ones. We got to protect the healthy. hobos, yeah. right? Well, you're, you're trying to you're trying to strengthen the herd, you know, the herd of hobos. We got to protect the hobos and the winos and the guys with bindles. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, now, you know, they're the ones that that tell us stories yeah. and uh, you know, uh, light fires and barrels and uh, mm -hmm. hipsters. And, uh, though you know, hipsters are free game, fair game. Yeah, yeah. And hippies and hippies, Hi hippies okay. and hipsters, the fair game. If, yeah, if you're a hippie, forget about it. Yeah, I take um, a hippie over a hipster any day. Man, if you're I a hipster, I'm coming for you. I read a fascinating story the, uh, this week. Uh, I think it's actually a, a recent article. Uh, you could probably find it. It'd be about two weeks old uh, as of uh, um, this this podcast release. But uh, a story about uh, the story sounded a little more sensationalistic than I think it actually is. 
but uh, there's been a mysterious string, and I'm, this is not a joke, by the way. This this headline is not a joke. There's been a mysterious string of murders going back like 35, 40 years uh, of deadheads, as in people who follow the Grateful Dead. Weird. There, it, it, it's almost like there's a, there's like a serial killer who will come out like once every seven years or something and take out a few uh, a few hippies and then uh, they won't hear from them again. This sounds That's like a candidate person. for Netflix original programming. Uh, I don't know, man. It, it could be it's, uh, the Deadhead Murders now streaming. Yeah, but you know the, those guys are so spacey and stuff. It takes yeah. them seven years to kind of go. Oh yeah, man, I'm a murderer. And you've always right. got the you've oh, always man. got the on those things. You've always got the um, the parts where they like disguise the voice and they're talking about you know that like the the guy who wants to protect his identity. Oh hey, um, you're uh, you're in luck, Brad. Uh, there is going to be a new uh, uh, the guy who did Disgraceland is going to be doing a podcast on this, apparently called Dead and Gone. Mm, okay. Um, yes, Payne Lindsay, uh, known for Up and Vanished Atlanta Monster, um, teamed up with uh, the guy who does Disgraceland, and uh, it's going to debut. Oh, it debuted October fourteenth. We'll run ten episodes. Uh, that must be why we saw the um, must be why we saw the uh, the article come out. But uh, but yeah, um, uh, you've got uh, if you're a deadhead and uh, it's weird. I've got a bunch of friends of mine who are deadheads and I don't get it. I'm not sure I've ever heard a Grateful Dead song. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah, they yeah, do yeah, have yeah, a couple yeah, of commercial hits absolutely. that you would have known of. Oh, in but... the '80s, yeah, in the MTV age, you absolutely heard like. Uh, uh, was it not dead and gray? Um, uh, but yeah, there's at least one song that you're intimately familiar with. I'm going to ask Alexa real quick. Hey, Alexa, what is the yes. most popular Grateful Dead touch, song? I think it's Touch of Gray. Smells Like Nirvana by Weird Al Yankovic is pretty hilarious. Yeah, Alexa, cancel. Did you hear really what she smart. just said? This, yes. That worked out great, man. This, this computer thing is really, really going to make life easier for all of us. I'm going to order, you know, a loaf of bread on her, That's and next thing I know, no. they're going to be delivering a, a car to my no, apartment complex. To, yeah, well, no, what you need to do is you need to go buy you an Echo Dot, I guess, or maybe a Google Home Mini or something, because Alexa is apparently brain damaged. Oh, my gosh. I, give her another shot. Happens. I need to hear this. Try her one more time. Just, I just want to hear same this. same question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Alexa, what is the most popular Grateful Dead song? I'm getting nervous. Oh, my Alexa show says this might answer your question. Deal is sung by Grateful Dead. What? No, the song is Touch of Grey, okay? I, just... let, let me, I have Google, so let me ask. <sighs> okay. Google Home. Okay, Google. What's the most popular Grateful Dead song? All right. So the uh, so the one in my kitchen, uh, which is a, a screen, uh, which is a touchscreen, has a list of it, but that would require me getting up and yeah, going. Don't so. do that. This is un- yeah. Uh, let's Ladies see. and gentlemen, this just okay, proves here, Brad, that here you go. automation will not <laughs> will not. Here you go, Brad. Can you hear this? Kinda. I'm sorry. I just that's all right. That's all right. Don't worry about it. I have lost no, interest. I hate this song this anyway. story. Has, <laughs> this story has become tiresome. I was going to say <laughs> automation. 
Automation will not replace the human. Look, the human all being. people know is that deadheads are being picked off one by one, and okay. it's making the world a better place to be. Okay, that's really that's the takeaway from oh, the no. story. Somebody's gonna so get deadheads and fish con- or dead uh, Grateful Dead and fish are just two jam bands that I've just never been able to appreciate. I know there are people that, yeah. that love them, and God bless them. That's great. Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Is Pink Floyd yeah, considered it, it, a jam band? Now, if you put a uh, if you put a gun to my head and made me pick a jam band to go see, I'll probably choose um, uh, Widespread Panic. Hmm. But um, uh, I kind of consider. Um, I was actually thinking about this last night, uh, walking the dog around the neighborhood. It's like uh, I almost consider uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard a uh, jam band. Um, I, I'm not sure where I get that from. It's just uh, Allison it's told me about that band. Like, uh, they're, um, I think not, they're not necessarily a jam band, but they're insanely prolific. They put out, uh, probably, uh, more than an album a year because they basically just go into the studio and just start riffing and they turn into albums and they do it all the time. Uh, they're really good. They're, they're part of that, uh, Australian music scene, right. uh, which I favor, uh, so much. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're from that same. Uh, they they drink from the same stream as uh, Tame Impala and Pond and uh, uh, all those crazy kids. I I heard this uh, interview with this comedian who's a deadhead. He kind of keeps it on the DL, but he or maybe he was a fish fan. But uh, you know, he doesn't like to talk about it that much because you know people then paint him as a certain type of person. That's but, why I don't uh, talk about my love of the band Creed out loud because yeah. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just mercilessly pummeled. Well, the the two hosts of the show asked him, like, uh, so what's the deal? We don't get it. And he was talking. He did a great job of just explaining what's it like to be a deadhead. And he goes, you know, if you're a deep fan like I am, you can go to a concert and they will start to play like a riff in the middle of a song that references a concert that they did 20 years ago and all the fans will know what they're referencing and just get into it. And he goes, there are layers to these concerts that unless you're a deep fan, you just, you know, you appreciate the music, but you don't appreciate the references that they're digging into. And that part fascinated me because Mm -hmm. it was just like, wow, you have to have such a bank of knowledge and, and, of these bands and their music and what these musical references mean to other people in it. So uh, that made a huge impression on me. Well, and, and it is weird too, because uh, like these, these deadhead fans, especially uh, I, I, I'm on a thread with a bunch of high school uh, pals and uh, they went on and on for about three days about uh, listening to, to, old Grateful Dead concerts, and they were talking about, hey, you remember the the Montreal show in 73 and uh, talking about the, the Berlin show in 77 and, and what made that show different from, you know, it's like, you know, I, I think there's literally hundreds, you know, of, of these shows you can you can watch and check out. And some of these shows, like you're saying, are famous. And it's just like, well, that kind of blows me out of the water because I it never even occurred to me that that would be a thing. It, um, it's almost like a wine enthusiast. You know how someone who yeah, really loves wine and they can really, talk about like yeah. it's reminiscent of this vintage. And it's just like, I don't get it, but you do. And that's cool. Right. <laughs> 
I wonder what our thing is. Is it like comic book artists or comic book references inside artwork? Like uh, uh, maybe maybe that's our equivalent. Like uh, we will see something referenced and it's like to everyone, oh, that's a cool picture. But you can go, no, but you see he's actually making reference to this comic book that came out in 1970, which is a story is is kind of reflecting and, and you know, th- things of that nature. So maybe that's that's our Maybe that's how we can understand how deadheads are and fishheads um, mm-hmm. uh, referenced our music. I think I think I can do that with some with some comic book art. You know, like yeah. In fact, I was I was just looking at something the other day with one of my kids, and I think it was I think it was recently where I was looking at something and I was like, oh, see that right there? That was referencing this this image from the crisis, DC's original Crisis on Infinite Earths, and nice. Um, yeah, uh, you know I like. Okay, check off your bingo card. I um, I think I'm a, I think I'm a I think I'm a huge Prince fan. But there are people that have heard every bootleg, you know, everything. <laughs> there still is one or two Prince albums that I've never listened to. Really? And why, yeah, why do you absolutely. think that is? That does surprise me. Well, for a long time, those albums were available only to his online fan club. Uh, they were never physically released in stores. And so I never was able to hear them. Now with the internet and certain streaming services, I could probably go listen to them. But I just haven't. He has, you know, he he released over 30 albums in his time. Right. And I, I still haven't heard all of them. It's it's pretty amazing. So I was watching this uh, online, this YouTube documentary about the making of shadows of the empire that uh that storyline between um empire and um return to jedi and they went through the production of it the game the video and how it had a soundtrack to it yep and i remember that soundtrack coming out and not interested in it but uh so i never thought it would be something i would look up or or listen to but uh the the guy in the video he did you know, really praised it and stuff. Sure enough, it's on a streaming service I use, and I listened to a few minutes of it, and uh, I plan on listening to it today. In fact, uh, it's so dark and interesting. Uh, did you guys did, did you guys ever listen to it? I never listened to it, but I read the book. Now, before Disney bought Lucasfilm, they Star Wars Lucasfilm was saying that Shadows of the Empire was canon. This yeah. they were this was to say this is officially what happened in between. Uh, episodes five and six and there was a video game like you said there was books there were comics it was officially canon you know i don't think it's canon anymore now that disney bought it yeah i think you're i think you're right in that too marvel is currently publishing star wars comics that take place after uh empire strikes back what they've done in this past several years is they started a Star Wars comic that was canon and it it filled in the gaps from episodes 4 to 5. By the way, just 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 to stop you. I love that series. Yeah. I read I read most of it and It's great. It. It's great. And now when the series made its way up to uh Empire Strikes Back, they canceled it, they stopped it, closed it out nicely. Then they started a brand new series with another new number one and it picked up immediately after empire strikes back i mean luke has got his arm cut off you know he's in the falcon he's still wearing the thing that they put on him and uh, so 
It's interesting. The Star Wars comic that I'm talking about starts before the Empire, Empire Strikes Back movie ends. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So mm-hmm. when they grab him from underneath, they fit they fit uh, that thing on his arm, and he's wearing you know, the white tan costume that he fought Vader in when he lost his right. arm. So this comic book picks up while they're still on the Falcon. He's still wearing the, the same outfit he was wearing when he lost his arm, and he still has that thing covering his stump. And they have some adventure while he's still missing a hand. But if you remember, the movie ends with them on the big medical ship, and they fit him with a new hand. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. And then this... this um. Uh, series will presumably take it all the way up to right before uh, Return of the Jedi. And in this series, he has, uh, he has, I I believe what the series is going to do is going to explain how, where his lightsaber went when his hand got cut off and who has it and possibly how it ends up going to Maz Kanata. I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing at that point, but mm-hmm. in this in the series, he has acquired a yellow lightsaber. He hasn't built his green lightsaber yet. He is using a yellow lightsaber in this comic book series. It's pretty cool. Very interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it, so, if my understanding is correctly, the yellow lightsaber were used by a lower faction of Jedi's that took care of that that um, they were like uh, that, guardians. Like guarded the temple. Yeah, they were guardians of some kind, and um. I don't want to, you know, talk about it in too much detail because of spoilers, but um a in, an individual acquired his lightsaber from the bowels of Cloud City. And I'm not sure what he's done or he or she has done with it, but Luke has uh acquired another lightsaber from another source and it's yellow and so that's that's all happening. It yeah, the the first one was real good, the one that that you said you liked a lot. That was real good. I'm hoping this one's going to end up being really good as well. You know, it's interesting right. because Han Solo is not in this comic book series. He's in a block of carbonite. Yeah. You know, so Brad, Brad did you ever and Bill, did you ever hear how Force Awakens was supposed to start the opening scene? No, hit me. Uh, so this is how and this was original concept. This is JJ Abrams probably throwing stuff at the wall, but the I think opening you're about to make me very scene sad. was gonna be uh, a severed hand holding on to it was gonna be Luke's severed hand still holding on to the lightsaber floating in space. Uh, and then a <laughs> ship came up and picked it up. Interesting. If Force Awakens had started that that way. I know I would have stood up and walked out of the theater. <laughs> I would have gone. I would have called BS and go stop it. That this is dumb and just walked out. Well, physics. Glad- physics tells us it wouldn't have ended up in space. Yeah, exactly. It would have ended up if it had fallen out of the city. Gravity would have pulled it into the center of the cloud giant Bespin. Exactly. The gas gas giant Bespin. Never to have been right. seen again. Yeah, if, if, if it, you know, if, if it had been floating on the, you know, if it had been on the floor of Bespin, I would have been fine with that. But floating in space, and it was still holding on to the lightsaber, that just it, it made me mad when I heard that. Yeah, that's where you stand up for the 
theater of 500 people and just start slow clapping, right? <laughs> Very sarcastically, you know, but still. <laughs> I, I know I would have gone, no, no, <laughs> walked out. That, I'm leaving. Who's with me? That reminds me of something I said <laughs> that I would do. There and I saw a recent. You know how Facebook will send you your memories. There was a recent thing that came up in my memories that said something about if the rumor is true of Tom Cruise appearing in The Force Awakens, I will stand up. I will yell. I will point at the screen and yell no at the top of my lungs, and I will walk out of the movie theater. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so glad okay. that that. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, theory, that uh, rumor never bore fruit. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Where do we go from here with the Star Wars franchise? Where do we go after episode nine? I mean, I know that that they're starting this new thing called the High Republic. They're focusing all their time on the High Republic, which is like 2,000 years ago when there's a million Jedi, and they're doing books and comics and... Um, hopefully a cool video game would be cool. You know, I, you know, in, in my mind, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done with this, with the Skywalker saga. We, we have, we have moved past it. It is completed. Uh, I, I am fine with the, with the other side's world. Mandalorian is a fantastic uh, series. Let's, let's explore other parts of the universe, uh, of the universe. We don't need Darth Vader anymore, uh, unless he's necessary. We don't need the emperor anymore. We don't need the Skywalkers anymore. Let's just explore this universe and see what's out there. As much as I like, uh, as for big movies, you know, if they want to invent another story arc, that's yeah. fine. As much as I like Ray. I guess we could call her Ray Skywalker because that's what she calls herself mm-hmm. now. I I love her character. I'm invested in Ray Skywalker, but I don't want to see what happens to her anymore after um, the rise of Skywalker. I I don't want to see any more of her adventures. I want to just have it in my head. I want it to be a mystery and something that we never find out. That's kind of the way I feel today as of this recording. The uh, the rise of Skywalker left me pretty uh, um, pretty empty. I'm yeah. I'm pretty upset with that movie, so I'm done with that saga. Uh, if they if they want to, uh, you know, in 20 years from now, if they want to bring her back and there's another big bad, that's fine. Let's do that. But Palpatine and Vader and all that stuff, we're done. The story's over. It's time to move on. Yeah, I, I would love to disagree with that, but uh, I completely agree with that. So, yeah, let's, let's do that. I, I would, um, I would like to see them. Uh, they, they don't have the guts to go, probably to go a hundred years in the future or a thousand years in the future or something. Uh, though that would be great. That'd be my preference. Um, but uh, I would like to see it tie back to some of the EU stuff, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, you, you know, know they're I, slowly I handpicking and bits and bits of that to bring it in, though. Yeah, of course they are. Um, there's too much. There's too much IP there. Uh, too much useful IP to yeah. just uh, uh, just let it rot. So, uh, um, yeah, bring it back. But you know, how do you do something with uh, you know, <laughs> you know, now that you've you've kind of you've sequel trilogyed us uh, into submission? You know, how do you bring it back and? come back with something with Mara Jade and Grand Anvil Thrawn and stuff. Can you even do that now? Because well, that was, well, that was you know, one of our hopes for a long time, and I don't know if it's even possible now. 
So, so here's something they, they could do, and this is within Disney's wheelhouse. They've done this before. Uh, maybe in another 10 years, maybe when we hit the 50th anniversary, remake the uh, all the movies starting with episode one and just retell them, recast it, and just you know fix them where they didn't work before uh, for a new generation. I can totally see that happening. You know, they did that with the old Universal Monsters. You know, they and with all the Disney princess movies, sure. too. I mean, and some of them have worked and some of them haven't. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I want it to happen after I'm dead, I think. <laughs> you know, I have right now I have zero interest in watching them reboot any of that stuff. Yeah, um, it will be for a new generation, Bill. It, it would be yeah. just like the Cinderella's and stuff. So to yeah, give it another point. 10, 15 years. Are you doing the dishes now, Bill? What's going on? No, I was thinking of uh, maybe starting some bacon. Ooh. It's too bad (laughs) Skype doesn't have Smell-O-Vision installed. Actually, it's a good thing, Brad. Say again? Actually, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. It's all good. This nerve pill I've been taking that's been doing its job, i tell you what, it's making me poop a lot. Oh no! Yeah, and when I, I and when I toot, yeah, it's it's uh, you want to crack a window. So I don't know what's going. I don't know what's going on with this medicine, but I'm telling you what, I, I, it's uh, it, it's a new it's a new uh, way of living. It's a new day. It's it's a, a new was that one of the black? Was that one of the black box warnings? No, that's my favorite thing. Nope. Hey, uh, if you take this medication, uh, 60% of people uh, uh, have uh, 70% uh, uh, positive results within four months. Um, oh, by the way, uh, might cause cancer or tuberculosis. Yeah, no, uh, might, you, know, like, oh, you might die. It's nobody like, um, warned me about that, this side effect. Okay. Oh, geez. There's probably a reason. Uh, you know what you need to do is you need to, you need to take two of those pills next time you go to the doctor's office and ask him about it. Yeah. Say, so, hey, there's, there's one thing you didn't tell me about, Doc. Can yeah. you tell what it is? They just kind of, <laughs> you kind of pull one cheek up off the seat just a little tiny bit and go check this out. The frequency nah, with, on a second. it's the, almost there. The frequency with which I use the restroom and toot has increased exponentially over the last few days. Do you feel like you're losing weight? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I am. Yeah, I am. There you go. Uh, since totally was, worth it then, right? Since I was, I, um, you know, under. Not under the weather, but since I was inactive and sick and not not using a lot of uh, not l- losing my appetite, I have lost some of my COVID weight. This is true. Excellent. Um, I think I've I've told this story before. Years ago, I was at a Starbucks working, um, and uh, just just this was more than five years ago, and uh, just a whole bunch of people on their laptops just typing away and stuff. And this one guy came in; he was furiously working and in his on his computer and he lifted up a cheek and ripped one. And like the second he did, I could tell his body language was just like, Oh, I'm not home. (laughs) Like, like it was just like, suddenly he was just like, I'm in a public place. Yeah. And I looked at another person who was sitting next to me. We both kind of made a eye face, just like that guy just ripped. Like it was a it was a hearty fart. It was it was not yeah. a dainty one. <laughs> and anyway, everything froze for like half a second. The guy was okay. just like he continued to type for maybe thirty more seconds, and then he he like went 
looked at his, his phone and went, oh, and he closed everything down and left. But I think he realized. Oh, what an idiot. That, no, uh, that's, 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 like, I was so involved in work that I failed to. <laughs> that's this is what it, get up. This is what it sounded like in, in Starbucks. Hang on. <laughs> the fact that he leaned over too with the yeah. telltale sign that he forgot he was in a public space. Now, did now, he did he have to when he leaned over? Did he reach down and and pull the one cheek up a bit with, yeah, with the other that's hand? What he was doing. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't okay. do that. Did that? But he did the lean over that we've all done to yeah. kind of like fart yeah. and. Uh, oh my god! It was loud and just like you couldn't. You could not. Ignored it. Now, see, I, I know hindsight's always twenty twenty, but he what he should have done is he just he, the the fart is has stopped reverberating off the walls. You just kind of just kind of lower your head, shut your laptop, get up and go, and uh, yeah, and and I'm gonna go find another Starbucks. Yeah. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> he just walked out. Sorry, yeah, what you going. do? Sorry, everyone. There's protocol for stuff like this. I apologize. My bad. I'm My sorry, bad. guys. I'm out. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> these two, the you guys, these two guys here at the closest tables. What do you want from the counter? I'm gonna. I gotta yeah. make it yeah. 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 Next round's on me, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I peace. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this up. I like this episode. It's kind of a stream, I mean, stream of thought episode. I like this. We're, we're very strange people, so that, does, that makes perfect sense. You've been listening to Half Hour Wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 469-298-9739 or go wax. Type nine. Until next week, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> just go. Just go. Next time on Half Hour <laughs> Wasted. Uh.